Hi, everybody. Welcome back to IMO, a top fives podcast. My name's Quentin, and I'm here again with Nate and Matt. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. I thought that was pretty good. That was that was super good. And then just we're out of practice. <laughs> okay. Gallery right. review. I forgot to put myself on gallery review. Okay, I'm good. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to IMO, a top fives podcast. My name's Quentin, and I'm here with Nate and Matt again. First of all, thanks for all the listens that you guys have given us so far. Based on recommendations through social media, I actually went and tried Raising Canes. You guys may oh, yeah? have seen that on our uh, Instagram post. And I have to say, it was very good. It it was met, good enough to jump into the top five. Maybe even exceeded expectations. I'd have to have it over and over again to see if I if it would knock out any of my top five. But very good. So Matt's credibility is back. Back on track, boys. Back on track. I will say that I went to Utah. Kenzie and I went to Utah for six days. And in those six days, I had four In-N-Out burgers. <laughs> I was going to ask. I don't think we ever talked about that. I'm yep, glad you got your In-N-Out It's still my film. number one. <laughs> yeah. I had In-N-Out in California. I was there over the um, weekend as well. And you know, everyone says it's better in California. I don't know that I felt like that was the case, but it was still really good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always yeah, really still good. my number one. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the fries still taste airy. <laughs> yeah, today we decided that we wanted to do our top five music artists, bands, groups, etc. And it was, for me, it was actually pretty easy. I struggled coming up with a fifth, not, not that I couldn't come up with five, but the fifth, there were quite a few in the running, but the top four came to me, you know. In seconds. Yeah, it was, it yeah, was easy. Same. Just had to kind of put them in order after that. Um, I have a bunch of Spotify playlists, and my top four artists are all over <laughs> my ask, Spotify playlist. Ask me if I went and checked out your Spotify playlists. I hope you didn't. That would be a spoiler, right? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> okay, good. But I'm, I'm hoping this time that we have a little bit more variance between our top fives. Because yeah. I remember in top five movies, Avatar was on multiple lists warriors just all action movies Dark. with yeah one with secret life two. of Walter Mitty <laughs> with <laughs> random Matt here. shout, shout you out you can to tell Rob. who doesn't belong <laughs> shout out to Rob who actually likes it <laughs> so let me ask you guys about this with music I had a little bit of a harder time but for me music genre I can listen to basically anything from Enya to Eminem like I've got to listen to my favorite style which is well, the one I really cannot stand is country. Is that your favorite? Yeah, I love oh, country. Oh, no, Matt. Wow, interesting. <laughs> I was always against country until I spent a summer in Texas um, doing an internship there. And I, I was converted after that. Um, we'll have to see if a country artist makes my top five. But uh, oh, I definitely can appreciate country music now. So I can say that I appreciate most music. Is it um, the... Uh... Sorry, is it the the old school kind of twangy country or is it the more modern like kind of I feel like the more modern country is has a little more hip hop, a little more beat to it instead of just yeah, your Yeah, definitely more of the modern stuff. I mean, there are some old country songs that are just so classic that I 
you know, discovered way too late in life. But yeah, some of the more modern ones um, are definitely, um, if nothing else, would be in my top 20, you know. But what were you saying, Nate? You were asking... Oh, I was just asking, what about you guys? Do you, are there specific genres you don't like, or do you have a pretty wide variety of music? Like that's, that's how I am. I think Nate, until I met you, the only thing I didn't really like was rap. Ah, (laughs) Ah. actually. Welcome to the rap life. Super, super hard metal. I don't listen to. That's true. I guess. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Screamo, like, like straight screamo. Yeah. And heavy metal, no. But for the most part, like everything else, I will listen to. Yeah. Which made it kind of hard. I was with you, Quentin. My top four were super easy. And then coming up with that fifth one was like, okay, I'm choosing between like four, five, six artists, bands here. And I just, it was hard. Yeah. As always, um, just a few disclaimers. Um, you know, we were all born in the 90s. We're all in our late 20s, us three. And so you'll probably see some bias there. I think all of our parents definitely introduced us to some uh, older stuff. Some 80s music. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some great stuff out there, but I think you'll probably, at least for me, you'll see some more modern bias. And the other thing is that as of 2020, these are our top five. Five years ago, it probably would have been a little bit different. Um, definitely, definitely some similarities for me. Um, and five years from now, there will probably be some more changes. But as of right now, these are our top five. So you guys ready to jump into it? Do I it. think so. Oh, let me say one more thing, just so people who listen aren't confused. So, yes, I know this is a very subjective, it's our opinion. But I tried my best to objectify my subjective opinions. So how I chose my top four, well, top five, is... I went through every single one of their songs. And if I would skip one of their songs halfway through, if I thought, oh, well, I don't love this, like the second half of this song, and I would skip it, I didn't count that song. And at the end, I totaled how many songs I would listen to all of them out of the total number of songs with like a percentage of how much I like each artist. So you'll hear me before each one say, okay, this one got a 78%. So quite a process it we had like three weeks and I kind of got bored at work. So, okay. Yeah. You have been busy. (laughs) (laughs) I was on a road trip, so I actually got to listen to a lot of this stuff while I was driving and that, that pretty much locked in my list for me. So I'll go ahead and start with my number five. Then my number five is Eminem. (laughs) Sorry, mom. (laughs) My mom is so disappointed that she's listening right now. Um, but yeah, I've really liked Eminem for, wow, probably a majority of my life. He got big, or I mean, he started to get big, or I, I guess I heard his name when I was probably in like fourth, fifth grade, something like that. Um, and I probably until I was like 16 years old, thought his name was spelled like the candy M and M. But yeah, he's got some great stuff. Um, I would say especially the stuff that stands out to me are where he collaborates with other artists. Um, things like the Airplanes song with yes. B.O.B. He's done some stuff with Rihanna. Yeah, he's uh, he's good. 
You remember oh. that one rap song where like there were five different rappers that collaborated? The Forever? Yeah, yeah, Forever. You've got Drake, Lil Wayne, Kanye. Or it's kind of like the Forever Young song, that one? Not not Forever Young, but <laughs> Drake starts out by saying something like, last name ever, first name greatest. Like a great, you remember that song? Okay, that does ring a bell, but... Basically, Eminem, is his verse is saved for the very last, and he just kills it. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, those are awesome. And then I think when I kind of hit my peak of loving Eminem, there was probably a time where I would have put him at like number two or three. But there was a Call of Duty trailer. I think it was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 or 3. Anyway, the trailer had the song Till I Collapse. And it showed this soldier, you know, just taking down an entire bad guy army. Um, maybe getting shot in the leg. You know, that kind of thing. Like, And he keeps mm-hmm. going, keeps going. I was like, whew, what a great song. What a great video game <laughs> franchise. We'll save that for another day. Eminem is our inspiration. I, I will say I'm pretty sure I had Mockingbird memorized in fifth grade. And <laughs> I don't think my parents, I had to like hide that song from them. I know I nothing about Eminem. Mockingbird was actually your gamer tag for a while, like for uh, some video games. Maybe. I, I definitely remember that. I, I had that song down. <laughs> I have a question then. So, Quentin, you said like in fourth grade? you heard of Eminem and he's like, yeah, in fifth grade, I had his lyrics memorized. Did you get, were you like genuinely interested in music that young? Um, Actually, you have a lot of older siblings. Did your siblings introduce you to music? I've got one older sibling. He definitely deserves credit in our family for kind of getting us out of our parents' music. Before then it was a lot of, uh, I don't know, ABBA. Beach Boys. Um, Beach Boys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and then I, he was in middle school and he bought a Maroon 5 CD and, you know, ask anyone in my family, nothing was ever the same from that day forward. All of a sudden we all started listening to our own music. Um, but that Maroon 5 CD, Songs About Jane, I had already kind of started listening to stuff, but once he was able to do it more openly, I felt like, okay, yeah, I can listen to my own stuff in front of siblings and parents now. Just not Eminem. <laughs> Still to this day, not Eminem in front of your mom. That's funny because I honestly can say it wasn't until maybe seventh or eighth grade for me that it's like, oh, I, I like music. And that's when I started listening to like All American Rejects, Green. Well, that's probably when like iPods and MP3 players finally started getting big you had the first nano right i had so i had a walkman cd player <laughs> and my dad bought me john denver <laughs> i don't even know who that is that sounds hey, like john denver some has function. some you great totally know music. john denver like take Do I... me home country roads oh okay yeah yeah and then my other first cd was queen but classic it really wasn't yeah. until like seventh or eighth grade i only have one older sister i thought you had more older siblings quentin but Nate, did did your older siblings influence your music? Well, I mean, we listened to the radio a lot. And I don't know if you guys did this, Quentin. You might remember. But do you remember the cassette tapes that you would plug in, like you'd put in the big stereos and you would record songs off the radio? I remember 
having the radio on and waiting all day for dirty little secret so that I could record oh that. Gosh. I did I that for to make Green sure Day. Yeah. It was, I had to wait forever. And there were like times when I like was, I don't know, five seconds short from the beginning. I'm like, crap, I can't record this now. And it was so impossible to get songs, but. I definitely did that. Yep. Are we the only two that did that? There's times no way. Definitely changed. I, I remember our trips to California. We would each have like one earbud <laughs> yep. and we'd have to like fast forward through the cassette tape or flip to the other side to figure out where the songs were. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I probably have to give most of my credit to my older sister who introduced me, but she's only two years older than me. So, so what's your number five then, Matt? So my number five, it's funny. I was making my list and I thought, oh, I have a band from the nineties in here. Great. And then I look them up and they're totally the 2000s. This song, you know, I'll give a shout out to Dallin. You guys know Destiny Dallin. Destiny Dallin, yep. <laughs> For helping me love this band a lot more. It's Angels and Airwaves. Ah, uh, okay. That's valid. Super good. I thought they were from the 90s, but I think they were formed in 2000. Definitely the 2000s. 2005. <laughs> Isn't so, there a singer from Blink-182? Yes. Okay. He was the yeah. lead singer of Blink-182, and I think the technically termed the co-lead singer. They sound the exact same to me, Blink-182 and Angels and Airwaves, because of that. And I love Blink-182, but I just I like Angels and Airwaves more. So there's my number five, Angels and Airwaves. Nate? My number five actually comes with a funny story about my, my parents, is uh, Linkin Park. Yes, classic. And my, so I based my top five... I can't say it was one thing like yours, Matt. It was more of just like, will I listen to this artist or band a lot? Do I continuously do it? And do they have lots of songs? Because there are some bands like Vampire Weekend that I really mm. love. Yeah. There's only like two or three songs that I really like. And there's a bunch of bands like that. But Linkin yeah. Park, they've got tons of, they got a lot of albums and I love a lot of their songs. I kind of had a similar you... issue with a lot of mine. Like I love Jack Johnson but I cannot listen to him all day. All of his songs sound basically yeah. the same. Nope. Or even maybe like John Mayer. Nate, would you say <laughs> you lean more towards old Linkin Park or newer Linkin Park stuff? I kind of like their older stuff a little bit better, I would say. Gotcha. I still like their newer stuff. I mean, their, their newest album was still really good, but I love hearing, and maybe it's just the, the nostalgia but yeah. so in, in fifth grade, so fifth grade, I was 10 or 11 years old. We were doing a lip syncing contest thing where like you formed a, a band with a group of friends and you would submit a song that you're going to lip sync, right? And the teacher had to approve the song, make sure it was all good. Fun teacher. <laughs> and my group of friends there introduced me to Linkin Park and I was like, whoa, this is pretty... Uh, some of the stuff is kind of hardcore. This is extreme. <laughs> yeah. And they wanted to, I don't know if you guys will know the song. It's called A Place for My Head. There's some like kind of intense screamo parts in it. And I went home to show my parents. It was like, check out this song that we're going to lip sync. <laughs> and they listened to it and they were like, oh, no, you are not listening to this. And they did not let me listen to Linkin Park. They got really mad, so we had to change it up, and we lip sync to In the End, which that one is, I feel like that's a song that's just never going to get old. And I think everyone knows that song, too. In the end, it'll probably get old, but... Ooh. Ah. I see what you did there. Ah, that was I see what you did there. <laughs> so that is my number five, Linkin Park, and actually, what happened is everyone 
did their lip sync and then people voted on who should perform in front of all the parents and we were voted to perform oh lincoln park wow yeah wow. in the end <laughs> that's awesome i you guys remember a couple of years ago when i remember we were texting about it it was such a shock when the lead singer chester beddington died that was crazy mm-hmm. and yeah they're they're a group that i will always regret not seeing live probably have you been to a lot of concerts um some not a ton maybe 10 15 oh, seems like a lot a, to me is that a lot I've all right four. that's a lot <laughs> not a ton just <laughs> Wow. I don't know. I mean, there, there's got to be people out there that go to, you know, 10 a yeah, year. So, sure. well, my number four actually is one of them that I've been to one of his concerts. And he has a 59% likability from me, from his songs. Nine. Okay. This is your number four, right? This is my number four. And that's okay. mostly because I still haven't listened to his very, very first album. This is Ben Rector. I'm gonna You're say I've never heard of that heard guy. Of the name rings a bell. I was mm-hmm. like, it kind of sounds familiar, but I can't. Those songs are coming to mind right now. Nay, I'm pretty sure that we've listened to his album with you, Natalie and I, when we were driving to Oregon for that big family trip. Right. After you introduced us to Twenty One Pilots, I think we introduced you to Ben Rector. They have that song. He has that song that sings about Cape Mears, Oregon and the octopus tree oh, and the lighthouse yeah um i really like ben rector and i went to his concert last year up in salt lake um i'll have to look his stuff up he he sounds familiar i'm sure i know a few of his songs at least but nate you want to jump into your number four my number four so my number four and my number three are actually both very similar and these are ones that have more recently i've started listening to a lot more uh, number four is Alan Walker. Anyone heard of him? Nope. That's a no from me. I and didn't think so. Not that I don't like him. I don't know him. <laughs> so Alan Walker is actually a DJ, which is where I think I might be a little bit different from you guys. Okay. Is he where you got your passion to make like beats and music? Yeah. So that's okay. kind of... So for anyone li- listening, I've recently gotten into a hobby of I want to... Not that I'm going to produce music or be a producer, but I really love techno and EDM music. And I think it's way fun to create that kind of music or try to. (laughs) I'm nowhere close. So Alan Walker has some awesome music and his his is more like kind of more chill techno has kind of a more mysterious vibe to it. I swear he's got like a a cult like following. (laughs) So... Honestly, you should definitely check him out. He's got some awesome songs. And I think techno music and EDM sometimes get a bad rap because you probably think of like the crazy dubstep <laughs> or the, or the really hunter. annoying techno. That yeah, like, I don't know. Itself. Yeah, B- Bass Hunter, which is every song sounds the same or just like the kind of more old school European techno music. That yeah. stuff's kind of, I can do some of it, but Alan Walker definitely has some more modern really cool sounding music so you guys okay. will have to check him out if you I, I don't really know how much you like edm or trans or that kind of music but anyways alan walker could be number convinced four. well now i'm curious about your three but i'll do my four real quick all right my number four and this is probably 
definitely within the last five or six years that I was like, okay, you know what? This is a top top five for sure. My number four is Taylor Swift. Oh, oh I love, I love no. Taylor Swift. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Everybody right. has an opinion about Taylor Swift, so there's there's not a lot of fence sitters out there, but it's true. Um, I Do would you like say her older stuff better or her newer stuff? Definitely her newer stuff. Okay. Um, her last, her two newest albums. I will admit that at first, I uh, listened to it a couple of times. I was like, man, she's yeah, she's trying to go way too hardcore, but it grew on me, and I really. Um, like a lot of her newer stuff, but yeah, kind of the albums from, I don't know, 2012 to 2015 or so. There's a few in there um, that are really good. And uh, my wife, I think really helped uh, get me a lot more into Taylor Swift. And we actually went to a Taylor Swift concert a, girl oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> a year, maybe two years ago. And I will gladly admit to anybody that asks that that was the best concert i've ever been to taylor swift can put on a show okay she is, is she, very good is she good live like is her she action? is the best live artist i've ever seen and again we've only been to like 10 or 15 so those who have been to 10 or 15 a year you're like no she's not taylor swift is amazing live most males out there will say that they've had a crush on her at some point in their life nate come on <laughs> he's gonna nate, say no. i know it i mean she has a pretty face i just man her, her music <laughs> i i don't know if it's that like when she got really big i was listening to the radio quite a bit and her songs were always on the radio and they got so annoying her songs know, do get played quite a bit just really but... annoying to me I do love Good her, her old stuff, her old when she was still country. I love those albums. But I also I like still listen to them. Yeah, I still listen to her older stuff, but yeah, kind of her in the last like what, 8 years, really good, really good music. So that is my number 4. No shame. <laughs> let, I like it. let me ask it's you like this. Like McDonald's, no shame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, let me ask I see this. Do you think your mom would be disappointed ashamed if she <laughs> like hearing you listen to eminem or taylor swift oh no eminem for sure eminem I, for sure I, okay. I think my i think she would enjoy taylor swift okay. i think she does like a few of her songs so yeah what about your dad um Good old he's Carl. probably just disappointed overall so far <laughs> <laughs> my five and four <laughs> that's all right <laughs> All right, uh, let me do my three. Let me wrap these two up together. Wait, okay, so yeah, Matt, you did your four. Was... So my four was Alan Walker. That's right, okay. He's a DJ with a very cult-like following. If you watch his music videos, you'll see what I'm talking about. Number three is Martin Garrix, which I feel like most people know the name. Never. Matt, no? I thought you were going to say David Guetta. Not David Guetta. Does Martin Garrix sound familiar you, Quentin? Nope. You know the song Animals? Oh, I wait. Somebody sing it. <laughs> Is that's um, not the one that says like we are all a bunch of animals? Um, no, no. It okay. says we're the freaking animals, except for it's like edited on purpose in the song. I bet if you listen to the song, you know what I'm talking about. So, quick facts about Martin Garrix. First off, so he wrote, produced, I guess is the correct term, 
the song Animals when he was 17 years old. It's impressive. And that song shot up to the number one hit um, or on the, the number one list. So at 17 years old, he's traveling the world doing DJ shows, playing this song and other songs. It's so weird watching videos of him, like some little punk teenage kid. <laughs> but yeah. it's crazy. But I really love his music because he's a DJ, so it's EDM, electric dance music. That music is just really fun and really happy. Bo and I, my son Bo, he's two and a half, we have dance parties all the time in our house to his music. And it's just really good, feel-good music. It's not super wacky, intense dubstep. It's not kind of boring. There's no big bass drops. Oh, there are big bass oh, drops. Okay. There's great, and Bo knows how to do the buildup. You know, you crouch down. <laughs> I've seen videos. As it builds awesome. up, it's and then so the drop cute. happens, and he jumps up and goes crazy. Uh, Martin Garrix, I think, has kind of mastered modern electric music. He does a lot of working with other artists as well, which makes his music really fun because it's always varied. It's not just the same sounding techno. Hmm. He's doing like he, he did a song with uh, Macklemore and Fallout Boy. That song was really cool. Um, Dua Lipa, he did a song with, with her. So he, he's got a lot of good variety, and they're just really fun songs. Just make you feel good. So Alan Walker, number three. Oh, what? Martin Garrix. <laughs> Getting them mixed up. <laughs> well, you're going to have to write those down for me so I can look them up after. Yeah. Okay. I will forget those names. Yep. Sounds good. Me too. My number three, we already mentioned it, actually, is Linkin Park. Uh-huh. Yes. And for me... They're old stuff. Like I, I like it, you know, like in the end and um but it was kind of their middle stuff, I guess you could say. Like so their like, tra- Transformers days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Transformers. <laughs> they had some really days. good songs. They had some they had some great stuff. Um their newer stuff is really was really good too. Um so yeah, Lincoln Park's my number three, but we, we kind of already touched on that. So I think we are to our number twos. Mm, I haven't done my number three. Oh, that's right. Go ahead, Which Matt. we will hear, I'm pretty sure, a lot about this band later. So I will leave it to the other person to explain a lot about them. But my number three is 21 Pilots. I can see Nate smiling over there. Yep, that. Thank you. There's a good band, Matt. I think that's one that I agree with for you. Matt. You know, they. <laughs> that's one thing you've agreed with me on this whole time. <laughs> they... I, I remember distinctly on that trip to Oregon when you showed them to us, I sat there listening like, okay, you, oh, you weren't even married to Kenzie yet. Oh yeah, you're right. I wasn't. So Natalie and I had been married maybe like six months and I was like, okay, here's my new brother-in-law. Like I want to show him I love him. I, <laughs> I will listen to this terrible, like it was a little too hard for my liking and I don't know what it is, but I have really come to love 21 Pilots. I think, think you even told Natalie a lot of the music that she listened to that I would listen to is super hard, like a lot more hardcore than what you are used to. Yeah. And I think the only reason they don't make my number two or one is because of their last album. And I know, Nate, you like it quite a bit. I just, I love their first and second and their third album. Or is it their fourth? Well, so I mean, they, they have their first album, which is just called 21 Ta- Pilots. Yeah, that has the next the song, one Taxi Cab in it. Yes. Next yeah. one is Vessel, then Blurry Face, and now Trench. Okay, yeah. So they're fourth. I just didn't match up to number albums two and three for me, but I, I, I absolutely I would agree. love them. 
I love their last album, but I would definitely say Vessel is my favorite. But yeah, 21 Pilots, that is one of the other concerts I've been to. And that is by far the greatest concert I've ever been to. Yep. Just so good. So number three, 21 Pilots. Wait, what is their percentage? Oh, yeah. Percentage, they are 71%. 71? Wow. Impressive. And that's just because there's some of those songs on that last album. (laughs) <laughs> okay. If if it wasn't for Fair. that last album, I actually wrote this down. Uh they are at a ninety-three percent without that wow. last album. Ninety-three percent like it. Likeability. Likeability. Like a bitch. Oh gosh. <laughs> you want to go ahead and jump into your two as well? Yeah, okay. So this one deserves a little bit of a backstory. Okay, I'll say it first. Uh, this is Imagine Dragons, which I'm assuming might be on one of yours. I don't know yet, but I like 80% of their music. Very good. And they came out with their first song. It was a solo song. It's time. I think all of us were on our missions because it came out in 2012. Was. Yeah, I got I got back in 2012, so I, um, I'm pretty sure you may have been. I on. made it for the. So I remember being on the bus they always played music on the bus in iceland and i heard this song and i was like oh that's a really good song so when i came home driving home with my family from the airport after you know spending two years in iceland fly home the first song that's on the radio is radioactive (laughs) which is a little bit that song was big (laughs) it it was huge i think they were i think it still maybe holds the record for the most weeks on the top 100 billboard top 100 songs um huge and i mean shout out they're they're homegrown provo utah yes they are if you look it up on wikipedia it will say that they are from vegas and that is a lie definitely from provo they're from provo and then provo utah vegas so anyway number two and number one so imagine dragons am i number one are both artists that I feel like each album has consecutively just gotten better and better and better. And Imagine Dragons for me, their last album, I could listen to every song over and over and over. They're so good. I feel like they had a couple weird songs on that last one. <laughs> there's, okay, there's they did. some weird ones, yeah. Like that Dancing Dig- in the Dark one? What uh, that? Yeah, Dancing in the Dark. There's also Digital, which is oh, a I like bit that different. one. Bullet in a Gun. I like that one. Okay. It's just dancing in the dark then. <laughs> dancing in the dark was like, what is to this? Each their own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That Nate's sister actually introduced them to me. Which sister? Um, Megan. Yeah. Introduced okay. me to Imagine Dragons <clears throat> uh, right after I got back from my mission. And it was before they were really too big. So yeah. I feel like I got I jumped on the hype train before most people so I feel, i've always felt good good about that yeah so number two imagine dragons nate you want to go ahead and jump into your number two yes all right my number two is nf oh my boy nf so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so nf is this guy's initials his name is nathan or nate gierstein i really don't know how to pronounce his last name so obviously his name's Nate. Gotta love him right off the bat. Now he was introduced to me 
three years ago or so. And uh, NF is a rapper. And he's... Uh, so a, a couple of reasons why I really like his, his music. One is that he actually doesn't swear at all in any of his songs. In fact, he talks about... He used to be into swearing in his songs, and then he decided that's, that's not who he was. Now... With that being said, if a song swears, I'm not like, get this Satan music out of my head. You know, like, yeah, I'm not going to hold that against anyone. But I, I really appreciate that, you know, he doesn't like he, I don't know if it's more creativity. It's, he just, that's not who he is. So I really like that about NF. And NF is a pretty, he's a pretty hardcore rapper. Like, he's got some pretty heavy music. Heavy lyrics. Yeah, heavy, yeah. heavy lyrics. Kind of really, some really intense stuff. But he also has some more chill. Like, he, he's actually a, we want to call him a Christian rapper. He's got some songs where he's rapping about God and yeah. reading the Bible and whatnot. I'm like, huh, that's actually kind of interesting. Nate, I will say, I've always been impressed with your ability to, like, memorize lyrics, especially faster songs, rapping songs, and you just, you go through them. Even, like, oh, yeah. the faster... Uh, 21 pilot songs i was like how does he do that and so nf is the first time i was like i am gonna get this song down it was the search <laughs> oh yeah 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 and to this day that is the song like when i when i'm coming home from a stressful day of work i blast the search in my car on the so, way every home. <laughs> so every day so every day oh my interview at brainstorm when i was interviewing with them i was so yeah, that's, nervous before that's that pump first. Up music. that was my pump up song for the interview <laughs> It's your pump up music. It's your Josh, what a day music. <laughs> wow. He's, and he's got a lot of really good songs too. It's not like he's got a couple here and there. And I, I will say I was, I was pretty big into rap in high school. And I feel like my, my taste for rap over the time has, has really died out. I think a lot of rap is just crap, not rhyme. But it, it's it's just trash. I don't care about. I mean, that the lyrics are really dumb. Uh, everyone's just kind of copying each other, but saying different things. There's even like mumble rappers. Have you heard heard that term before? No, I haven't. That's actually a term, mumble rappers, where people just mumble through lyrics. What like, the heck? Wow, I could do yeah. that. I I don't get it. So yeah, my my taste for rap is like all of this is really just trash. But NF has really good music. Again, really deep lyrics. Sometimes kind of dark. But it, it's it's honestly he just he just sings about what he's uh, struggling with, the things that he's going through, and music is his uh, out his outlet of kind of how he keeps sane in a sense. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I really love nf so anyone who wants to hear some good rap definitely check out nf he's got three or four albums and they're all really good yeah and they, i feel like you've always been and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like you've always been the one super into like the meaning of the song like what are the lyrics saying um I mean, is that wrong um no it's not wrong i i'm sure there are songs that like the lyrics are just thinking about like do you remember that five five years time song quitting by noah and the whale yes <laughs> i can't say the lyrics speak to me on that song <laughs> or anything but yeah but, that but was just no. a catchy tune yeah definitely a catchy tune but but 
But no, I mean, for, for this and for my number one, definitely I like looking into the lyrics to see what they're singing about, what the meaning is, kind of what their inspiration behind the song is. So Yeah, that's fair. I feel like for the most part for me, it's not that way. There are probably a couple songs I could name that had that effect on me, but I think for the most part, it's just what does it sound like? Yeah, that's I'm the same way. Yeah. Sure. So my number two is the one and only Coldplay. Oh my gosh. Really? Coldplay? Coldplay. Are you telling me, Matt, that Coldplay's not on your list? No, Coldplay was the one that got kicked out by Angels and Airwaves for number Oh, one. wow. Yeah. I, I absolutely love Coldplay. Yeah, I really always liked Coldplay. Um, and that brings me to one of my other life regrets. Don't tell me you had a chance to go to their concert. And I did. No. I mean, it was more, <laughs> I feel like it's justifiable because I think tickets were for the worst seat. I mean, I wouldn't even be able to see the stage. Very top corner were between three and $400. Holy crap. And wow. it was in, uh, and yeah, so they were kind of touring on the East coast. I mean, that shows how big they are though. Yeah. And I, <laughs> um, I couldn't make it. Well, I just couldn't justify spending that much because my wife wanted to go as well. So that would be, you know, that's an $800 Seriously. Um, three hour event. It's like, whew, wow. <laughs> um, we just, yeah, we weren't in a position to do it. I, I mean, we, we probably could have made it work, but I am glad I have 800 bucks still, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really sometimes wish that we just would have gone. I do like Coldplay. I just never found myself listening to them. Like so for for Linkin Park, I'll just go to my my Spotify place and I'll just click on Linkin Park and just play through all of their songs. Um I could never do that with Coldplay. I feel like they had a few good ones, but they were kind of more chill. So it's like you listen to it a couple of times and then it's like all right, I need I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. I I kind of feel the same way. Um, but I am more of a chill music kind of person anyway. I'm bringing but, out the rage in you though. So Yes, you have. <laughs> when we get to our top five songs, whenever we do that, eventually Coldplay has one of my top five songs. Yeah. AKA my top one song. The problem with, maybe not a problem with Coldplay, but they have so much music. Yeah, they, they do. They have a ton. So. That's something that I've always wondered. I mean, obviously, everyone that I've ever talked to that has gone to a Coldplay concert said they loved it. But I would go there and I'd have like 50 songs that I want to hear from them. But there's no way they're, they're going to get through all 50. Yeah. Plus, they'll probably focus on their newer ones. So there are a lot of songs that I will never hear live from Coldplay, apparently. <laughs> Fair enough. Does that put us at all our number ones? Yep, I think we're I think there. So. Wow. Okay. I will start us off. Um, this band has a 91% likability for me. And this band is from Iceland. And oh. I think only one of their songs actually really hit it big in the U.S. Is this allowed? <laughs> of course it's allowed. <laughs> of Monsters and Men. Oh, yeah. You showed I me some of their songs. I did not know they were from Iceland. Yeah. yeah, they've had they've had more big songs in the U.S. I think than just one. I mean, they had um, little talks and maybe even dirty paws. Um, 
but they're definitely one band. That's why I asked Nate about lyrics because a lot of their songs just have like nonsense <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they have to translate. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you go look up any of their songs, like 50% of the lyrics are about like nature things like mountains and rivers and lakes. It's, I don't listen to them for the lyrics per se, but they are definitely one that my whole family loves and we look forward to every album and I've been to two of their concerts. So did you like them before you spent time in Iceland? I had zero clue who they were before I spent time in Iceland. I'm not even sure if they were formed before then. Probably, but I'd have, I'm, I'd have to look because I feel like maybe some of their music would have been played on the buses or in the stores in Iceland. Um, but can really... you tell me what their concerts are like? Because Iceland is a more I Iceland Monsters and Men of Monsters and Men is a more chill group. So I'm picturing like just a bunch of people kind of swaying back and forth in a <laughs> concert hall for like three hours. Lighting a with, candle. <laughs> taking a nap. <laughs> you gotta go listen Sorry. to some of their music then, because some of it is not as chill as I think you're thinking. And our first concert okay. was at the is it the Salt Palace or the The Great Salt Terror? Yep. The one right on the, on the Great Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. So it's not a huge venue and it was all standing. Um, and we were like packed in and people were like moshing. There were like 30 people packed in. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> moshing to like Enya type music. <laughs> oh, all of my number ones, you two. Come on. It's not that I disagree. I just, I think it's. It's you know, kind of as funny. you're describing this concert, I'm just picturing like, <laughs> a yeah, tiny like 30 to 40 venue. people there. <laughs> Truth be told, there were probably a total of 250, 200 is 300 is what they could fit. Yeah. Um, but they have a little bit harder music. Okay, take that back. Scratch, rewind. <laughs> they do some rap. <laughs> <laughs> For my likings, they're a little bit harder. Okay. <laughs> some of their stuff and some of it is very chill. Um and which is which is good. Like I mean that's kind of why I've liked Angels in Air Airwaves. I do like their more chill music. So it's a nice break. So I'll I'll definitely give of Monsters and Men credit. I'm just I, I have a hard time seeing how their concerts go. <laughs> that's all. Definitely not like twenty one pilot concerts, I'll tell you that. <laughs> then again I went to Ben Rector's concert and his is more like swaying. <laughs> With the candle. <laughs> yeah. The iPhone flashlights. Well, I mean, my number one, I'm not going to, it's not necessarily swaying, but it's pretty chill music. My number one is John Mayer. Oh, it is John Mayer. Yeah. <laughs> but the gospel, what is the, he's the keep on waiting, waiting on the world to change. Waiting on the world to change. With the gospel choir in the background. I, because of that song for a while, I thought he was black. I was like, oh yeah, he's a he's like a black preacher probably that got into music. Uh, this is younger me. This isn't like last year that I thought that. By the way, <laughs> okay, I but, thought Macklemore was black for the longest time. <laughs> I was like, what? He's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, John Mayer, just super chill music. And for both Coldplay and John Mayer, you will probably have a lot of people argue that the music all sounds the same and it's repetitive and boring. But yeah, John Mayer writes great great music um he has probably been my number one for at least a decade um i think i've seen him live three times and it was after that first live concert i was excited to go to the concert in the first place but Mm -hmm. after that live concert i was like yeah 
he is the man. Great guitar player. Um, great live voice. I do really like his music. I just, because I made that John Mayer comment earlier, not actually <laughs> knowing that it was your number one. Um, I, I do like his music a lot. I haven't yeah. listened to a John Mayer song in probably since high school. Well, you wow. are missing out. I will listen to a Mf song, an NF <laughs> song, if you listen to a John Mayer song. How about that? Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, well, you still got to listen to Martin Garrix and Alan Walker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think it's a fair trade. <laughs> Three for Three one. For one. <laughs> so, yeah, John Mayer, number one. Always but, has been and maybe always will be. Oh, wow. bold, bold statement. I mean, okay, he's been your favorite for a decade. My number one favorite has been there for seven years and nate's has been there for i'm gonna guess five since i definitely know who yours is yeah definitely know so i'll go with my number one but first i do have a couple honorable mentions and just to throw them out honorable mention one is muse honorable mention two Mm -hmm. is angels and airwaves oh listen to both of them pretty regularly but i just couldn't fit them in the top five maroon five would probably have to be my honorable mention because in part because of the story I shared earlier, but they've just been, they've been a consistent band for the last like 15 years. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Mine would have been Coldplay. Okay. So my number one, Matt already mentioned it is 21 pilots. And uh, there are many, many reasons for this. First off, my sister, Megan, actually it's funny. Megan introduced you to imagine dragons. Cause she introduced me to them in, in college. And one reason why I like them is because she introduced me to them during their Vessel album. And like really nobody knew about them during Vessel. No songs were played on the radio. I still to this day have never heard a single song from Vessel. And that's my favorite album personally. Same. Um, <laughs> side funny story. I've got maybe a couple stories with this. But so Kenzie for my birthday took me to a surprise 21 Pilots concert at the Great Altair as well. But 21 Pilots is a little bit bigger than... So they uh, like 60 people there. Well, we actually couldn't even do the band, or couldn't even do the concert in the Saltair Palace. I had to do it off on the side, on the grass, where it's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Inside wow. was where you bought the shirts, so... Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so she, she got me tickets to that, and she did some... Or maybe I did a post, and my dad goes to look up, like, who is this band? And he's looking up the music video for Car Radio... And if anyone's seen that music video, it's kind of a slower, kind of, I mean, emo, depressing song. And he's like in a bathroom shaving his head. (laughs) And then he goes to this concert venue, puts on a mask and does like this weird screaming, head shaking thing. And I'm like, oh, great. That's a great introduction for my dad to see what, what what is this band? That is totally what my parents would do. They would find the one song (laughs) of John Mayer that they'd be like this is trash so your parents <laughs> i love on from lincoln park They're like our son's <laughs> finally moved on from lincoln park so let's look at 21 pilots <laughs> yeah i was like whoops but i love car radio but anyway so another reason why i love them is because uh first off tyler joseph their lead singer has a very unique voice um very i love unique. that Another reason why i love them is because all of their songs are very unique it's not just one genre like in one song, he'll be playing a ukulele. In the next song, he'll be doing like kind of a big piano solo. It'll be an electric guitar. It'll be sometimes maybe even some in the same song. He's he kind of yeah. raps sometimes. Yep, he's yeah. raps. Yeah, mid song, he's like, "Whoa, change." Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we're rapping now. 
so it's just fun because you know you i mean there are some artists like what's an example maybe all american rejects singer sounds pretty normal all of the songs for the most Cold part play. sound the same <laughs> yeah Cold play so i mean <laughs> <laughs> kind of gets like eh, but 21 pilots has huge variety it's true i've been to three of their concerts and honestly i will go to as many concerts as i can of theirs it is the best show and i will say for sure better than taylor swift I can't actually okay, say that okay you can't say that until there. you go i yep. will but i'll go to a 21 pilots concert with you if you go to a 20 uh, to a taylor swift concert with <laughs> that's me. now a four for two <laughs> <laughs> you got a deal <laughs> um and let me talk about this will be a little bit more heavy this will be a little bit more serious but i'll, I'll try not to to go too long into this but so on their newest album um what, what is it trench trench they have a song called Neon Gravestones, and this song talks about suicide. Now, before you create any opinions on my opinion, I just ask, you know, go listen to the full song and read the lyrics and just try to understand for yourself what Tyler's saying, because I'm only going to hit on a few things, um, and I don't want to kind of mislead what he's trying to say. So talking about suicide, in the first verse, one of his lines, he says, my opinion, our culture can treat a loss like it's a win. And right before we turn on them, we give them the highest of praise and hang their banner from a ceiling, communicating further engraving an earlier grave is an optional way. And then he says no. So some of my thoughts on this is let's not wait to give people praise and attention until they're gone. Like this is something that we should be doing now um, and helping people feel valued and important. And honestly, like if someone is struggling with depression or any mental illness, we need to send a message like seeking help is always the better option. And then in the very last verse, he's got the last stanza, and this is maybe the last half of that last stanza. He says, I'm not disrespecting what was left behind, just pleading that it does not get glorified. Maybe we swap out what it is that we hold so high. Find your grandparents or someone of age, pay some respects for the path that they paved, the life they were dedicated. Now that should be celebrated. And the, the more that I've grown up, I, I think mental illness is something that really needs to be talked about, but I think it needs to be talked about in the right light, where we're not glorifying or encouraging the wrong action. So I, I think he's got some really powerful lyrics, some really powerful songs, fun songs. Um, I just love 21 Pilots. So again, you want to look more in, into this. A song is Neon Gravestones. Listen to it. Read the lyrics. Um, and just find out for yourself kind of what, what you think he's trying to say. So I really love 21 Pilots. For sure, my number one easiest choice. Yep, that song is definitely one that the lyrics just, they hit you. So. Well, now I feel like I have to put them in my top five. <laughs> we'll have to redo this. No, yeah. Tornado Pilots is great, yeah, but uh, so are all the other uh, 14 groups that we talked about. I, I guess there's some overlap, so what, 12? <laughs> um, yeah, so once again, let us know what you guys think about our top fives. Again, our number ones were John Mayer, 21 Pilots, and Of Monsters and Men. Is that right? Got it. Got all it. right. <laughs> so yeah, let us know what you guys think. 
um, where we're right and where we are way off. <laughs> and let us know your guys' top fives as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.